Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever here in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, it's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly. How are you, my friend? Hey, matey boy, or should I say, oi oi savaloy. I've been saying that a lot lately, haven't I? Savaloy, savaloy. Yeah, we'll go with that, oi oi savaloy. (laughs) How are you, matey boy? Tell you what, matey boy, I I won't even ask how you are. How hot are you? You know exactly, honestly, I I am this hot. Cracking oh! I've got to get the tinny open. It's a gross right. tonight. I don't mind. It's a, a what? It's a what? A gross. Oh, gross. I don't right. mind a gross. Mm. Oh, mine's a bit lackluster, but there we oh, go. He's, he's got right. a bottle top. Wee. I've got a bottle. bottle. Sun's out. Right. Beer's out. Right, that's it. I, courtesy of the Cotswold uh, Brewing Company. Mm. A um, fine choice, my friend. It is unreal hot and. It, honestly, it, it, it's actually been declared as a heat wave over here. It's it's not nice. Uh, it's we're both very hot. However, you know how do we feel that Obi Wan and uh, Anakin felt on Mustafa? You know they're fighting. Yeah, and they were hot true. and they got on with it. So who are we that's to mind? True. Well, well, I think Anakin was a bit hotter than Obi Wan at one point, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was flaming, wasn't he? So uh, maybe. So yeah, it was like you he- are. He was like Doritos, like the really hot flavour. <laughs> what, what did you ask? How shall I ask how you do? How hot you are? Yeah, yeah, just really hot. Uh, do you know what? I went up to London on Saturday. We took um, the father-in-law, uh, Arley. Arley, I, I can <laughs> never not. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I can never not say that. Yes. Um, yeah, went up to uh, London on Saturday, and it was so hot. It wasn't for work. It was just to take him round. He hadn't been in years, so that was really cool. Uh, ate some street food at Spitalfields, went to just loads of places. I went to the Tate um, and then nice. finished it off with a curry, mate. Oh, oh man. Proper, proper British day, that is. It, mate, it was absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, it's been it's been lovely. A weekend full of family, friends. I went to Rye and Hastings today. Very nice. And it, again, because it was super hot with the missus. Bit of traffic, a bit of like, Ugh. yeah, that was a bit rough. But it's been a good day, all in all, Matty boy. It's good. been a really good weekend. But I tell you what, man, I we were saying even before recording, I'm so excited for this week's episode. Mm. I'm so excited to record <sighs> this week's episode. There's a lot going on, loads of filth, and I can't wait to get your. I can't wait to get your opinion on a few things actually, because I've been Funny. wondering. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I've been Do you know thinking. What? I, it's one of those things where I'm like, I could. <laughs> call matt or i could text him and ask him this like xyz but it's like no i'm gonna wait till the show we've got a show wait till the show well, i've been yeah. looking forward to the show mainly so i can crack open this cold one but oh, uh, no. yes this is one this is a another topical episode and i cannot wait to get into the opinion side of it and a lot of people have got opinions on it but um i suppose we should mention before we get into um that bad boy bit of news that the bad batch recap uh, of episode 12 dropped uh, last Friday. Friday's has gone on the Star Wars Sessions podcast feed. The spoiler mm-hmm. review 
of Rescue on Ryloff. So if you uh, haven't listened to that, why? Go and listen to it. It's very good. All of the recaps are about 20 minutes long. We, we tried to have for 20 minutes, so they're pretty bite-sized. And um, so far, again, the, the Bad Batch continues at a very decent, very consistent pace. And uh, yeah, we're, it's fair to say that at the business end now, we're we're quite excited for what's coming. Yeah, definitely. It's still so much fun. Every Friday, mm. waking up to new Star Wars content. I mean, I don't get how you can't like that. Even if you kind of prefer some episodes to others, I, I'm still really, really enjoying it, mate, boy. That's it, mate. Yep. So Star Wars Sessions podcast feed. Go check it out. The Bad Batch recap. Let us know what you thought of the latest episode of The Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. However, that's the news of last week. Let's have a bit of news from this week because I can hear the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi. What can only mean one thing, my friend? Oh, my boy, I think, I think it's a galactic news round. Filming for Star Wars Andor has wrapped at Hanningfield Reservoir after a short location shoot in Essex, UK. EA have said they're excited to show off their plans for upcoming Star Wars games in 2022 after confirming they won't have a presence at EA Play Live 2021. The Mandalorian has received a whopping 24 Emmy nominations, including Best Drama Series. And industry magazine American Cinematographer says Season 3 of The Mandalorian is now in production. And this may line up with Mandalorian actors saying they're now returning to work. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. We here at Sessions HQ, we love the sound of Big Ben Kenobi in our ears. And so, as it were, this week... It is all about Obi-Wan Kenobi himself. There's been a lot of news dropping uh, in the galaxy surrounding the upcoming Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, and it all comes from uh, Jordan Mason of CineLinks. And what we are going to mention may qualify as mild spoilers, potentially. There's nothing really about the plot or the story, but it is about who may or may not be in it or who they may be playing. Again, none of this is confirmed. However, Jordan Mason is pretty reliable as things go lukey boy shall we get into kenobi we yeah, excited mate let's do it let's do it it's been a while since we've just purely chatted about kenobi just obi-wan <laughs> kenobi the series that's coming um and there's been a lot of filth just dr- dropping on this and it just i think a few things have just lined up at the right time you know that just sometimes happens like one yeah. person will drop something a leak will drop this and then you know, an actor will say something. I'm pretty much just summarizing what we're going to be talking about. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it made for, for a really interesting Kenobi filled news week. Matty boy, I can't wait to get stuck in, mate. Honestly, the high ground is just getting closer and closer. I just remember the last time we did an Obi-Wan uh, centric episode, I played the Sam Whitworth Mall Kenobi. Oh. And it absolutely scared the bejeebus out of you. So, uh, I wish, I wish, I wish I'd lined up for this week. However, spoilers, I didn't. So uh, maybe next time I'll surprise you. But yeah, yeah. Um, 
Let me say, Jordan Mason, who is the author of the article at cinelinks.com, uh, he's generally very reliable for the most part. A few things here and there gone awry, like the Rebels animated sequel, but I think a lot of people seem to get that one wrong. However, Jordan mm. Mason and our buddy Bespin Bulletin, if they drop stuff, I'm generally inclined to listen, especially our boy Bespin. Um, and the first thing that Jordan Mason dropped is, I think, possibly the biggest bit of news we've got, certainly from Obi-Wan Kenobi, even after getting the news of Hayden coming back, our boy. And mm. it's the news, again, one last time, if you don't want to know anything about Kenobi, this is going to be about potential casting rumour and a major character who will be uh, brought into Kenobi. So bear that in mind. I'm going to mention it now. Now, Jordan Mason claims that Vivian Lyra Blair has reportedly been cast as a young Princess Leia in Obi-Wan Kenobi, mate. A young Princess Leia. We've heard, we've yeah. we've thought, oh, there's going to be young Luke, you know. Little, little Luke's going to be there because Obi's on Tatooine. Never really gave two thoughts that, we might see a young Leia, but Jordan's saying that Vivian Lyra Blair, who was uh, in Bird Box on Netflix recently, uh, she's going to be our our young Leia, and it's it's called cool. it's ruffled a few feathers. This, but I mean, we're here to report on the rumor, not the confirmation, because we haven't got that. But let's get into it. Did you see this coming? A young Leia being in a Kenobi? Did you have any kind of idea that oh, they might do it? Well, I had way more of a feeling about Luke, a young mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker. And I think that makes a lot of sense. If anything, that is a given. Like if there's going to be anyone who's like, wow, a young Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have that moment on screen where we're like, wow, oh my word, it is Luke. But I won't be going, wow, that's the last thing I expected. No, no. <laughs> like that, because why else is Obi-Wan on Tatooine? Like what, what that's is the why point? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> literally that is the <laughs> whole point let's see how many obi-wan quotes we can get into this episode There's, there is going to be a lot i'm not brave uh, enough for politics <laughs> oh another happy landing uh, <laughs> but honestly mate honestly i with the layer thing mm-hmm. i was more on the side of um what our boy eve was saying actually mm-hmm. um i think a few shows ago with his patreon question about a young Princess Leia. And we're going to get our boy Jimmy uh, in Andor, right? I think that's almost yeah. a given. I, I, again, I don't know if that's confirmed, but uh, uh, Jimmy, is it Smith? Schmitz? Jimmy Smith, yeah. Smith. Um, yeah, so he's going to be back on uh, uh, in Star Wars. And again, that makes sense. Yeah. And is he going to be there with his young daughter? Well, yeah, okay, that also makes sense. Uh, but I didn't give it much thought. And I was, and, and, and if I was, I was thinking way more about Andor than mm-hmm. Obi Wan Kenobi. Now, the fact that we've had this confirmation with Kenobi, I think, tells us a few things, Matty Boy. Uh, uh, not, not confirmation, rumor, rumor. Uh, yeah, so. Let's mm-hmm. take this with a pinch of salt. But <laughs> yeah. once again, once again, I have a feeling, Matty Boy, this is true. I have a feeling this is accurate. Yeah. And I think it actually makes sense. And do you know what the first thing, this could be the wrong thing to think at first, but do you want to know what my first thought was? Go on. It was the, this gives Obi-Wan an excuse to go off planet. Of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. It gives Obi-Wan an opportunity to not just be in his like hut on his own watching Luke the whole time and defending him from like raiders or, you know, assassins, you know, <laughs> for whatever reason. 
it gives us a lot more of a, a chance to tell a story, I think. And having almost the, the, the job of protecting Luke, who is arguably and probably more of a vulnerable, vulnerable position, but also Leia, who is in more of a public eye. Um, that's a hard job to do because Obi-Wan probably feels responsible for both. Mm-hmm. You know, he he gave away both yeah. kids, both Luke and Leia. So actually, Matty Boy, I think it makes a lot of sense, you know. I really do. And this has got me really, really excited. And what I, I've just got one more thought. Do you mind? And I'm hogging the mic. No, do you no, mind? Honestly, my friend, go for it. Right. Okay. So my other thought is that I was thinking Andor, Kenobi, there's no reason for a crossover. Oh, we we like, spoke about no, this before, didn't we? There's no reason for it. You know, one's in production in America, and, and even just like in the real world, one's in production in Los Angeles, the other mm-hmm. one is in production primarily in London. Everywhere, and in, in England. UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everywhere in the UK. And um, But now it's like, well, there's your crossover. There's your bridge. And that bridge can deliver quite a few crossovers i'd imagine um so it's 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 interesting that was the other thought i had but really this layer news i i think it's quite big and unless i'm wrong matey boy didn't jordan say that like this layer character is way more to way more important to the story than people initially thought like it's actually gonna be maybe like a cornerstone to this kenobi series which is, I, th- I think, is absolutely mental. That's yeah, crazy. That's big news, mate. It's big news. Well, yeah, Jordan's uh, words, and I quote verbatim, he says, Leia is pretty much the impetus for the whole show. Young Leia is the reason why um, old Ben gets into another adventure. And you're quite right there. That it, you, we've been speculating before. What's going to get Obi-Wan to go off planet, which isn't going to make everyone roll their eyes and think, Oh, there's no reason for him to go here. What's the point? It's, you know, and again, just because in our heads, he's an old hermit on Tatooine and we believe he's never left. Doesn't mean he can't. So we've also got to be open-minded about that as well. On the other hand, though, I, 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 I am one of the people who I listen, I'd happily have six episodes of you and McGregor's Obi-Wan just pondering, just take, just, just uh, reflecting on, all of the failures on the Jedi, you know, the the, ch- and the, ch- the chosen one of past and the, and the new chosen one who believes will be Luke Skywalker. And I, I, I love though. I'm a film fan. I love a character study. I love a deep dive. I love a slow burn. And I think Kenobi is uh, perfect for that. John Jackson Miller's book is just like spang on in that sense. But there's a few, there's, there's bits in there where it goes a bit uh, actiony and it's great. However, if you're going to get a uh, big boy, Ben off of the uh, planet, a planet that's so uncivilized then something like <laughs> somebody like lay is going to do it why would it be maybe something's happening on that older run maybe there's something's threatening bale and uh, brahar organa which then in turn could out Leia or, or or something or bring her to the attention of the empire that makes sense you know but then obviously having obi-wan kenobi jump in would also <laughs> probably raise the ire of the empire which then probably leads on to what we're going to talk about in a minute but that's the only thing I could. That's the only thing to me which would make me think. All right, I get why this old geezer's going off planet now. Yeah. I, I have. I'm not the writer of this. I'm certainly not a screenwriter, and I don't uh, pertain to have all of the answers. To me, I can't think of a really good reason 
why Obi-Wan would leave the planet because he's as far as we know Leia is in a, is in great hands as a princess of one of the of one of the most uh, beautiful world respected planets in the galaxy she's doing all right Luke on the other hand he's a farmer on in in like the backyard of the galaxy so uh, let's let's keep an eye on him and we'll commune with Bale as and when so if this is true this is huge news and I generally think it is huge news because yeah, I'm sure people will say they thought saw this coming. I didn't see this coming. I don't know. I had a total blind spot to this. Again, if being the key word here, but I'm not against it. If if there's a reason for Obi-Wan to be on Alderaan, great. Let's see more Alderaan. Let's give that moment in episode four even more weight. Let's see Jimmy. Let's see Brehar Organa. Let's see Young Leia. Let's, let's, you know, let's get the feels going for all of the other projects. If it's going to work, if, if, if this is what they're going to do, sorry, then... Hey, I'm for it. I'm never going to say never. I just did not expect this to come. However, like you, the idea of it gets me excited because we might see a young Luke and a young Leia. And there's no there's no need for Kenobi to actually meet Leia. And uh, the reason I and there are reasons for that. They they may not be in the same scene together, but he may be on the same planet. Um, however, I think this is exciting news if it is um, confirmed. However. It's a very specific casting. Young Vivian Lyra Blair to Bird Box, We Can Be Heroes. It's a very specific casting to just pull somebody out of the hat like that. So, you know, it's looking likely is what I'll say. And if it is the case, I'm here for it, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm going to echo what you said about the blind spot. I agree. I agree. And even if it's been said previously, or I've never really thought about how it could really impact the story. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I think it, I think this is a way to really open up that story because Obi-Wan could go years and years and years, right? Of looking after Luke, like you said, communicating with Bail Organa. But what happens, my boy, when uh, Obi-Wan sends a message to Bail and he doesn't get a reply? Yeah. After a day. Yeah. After a week, after a month, like Obi Wan's thinking, mate, like what do I do? Can what happens? Like what? what? The, if over the intercom, you just hear, yeah. Well, no. Like, oh, no. Imagine, imagine <laughs> this. Imagine this. Oh. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. What are we going so to do? Talks, so, I, what am I going to do? So <laughs> he asks an old friend what he should do. Not what I. Yes. <laughs> Force ghost Watto. I'm thinking of You want to go home and rethink your life. He speaks to an old friend, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon oh. tells him, go off planet. Go off planet <laughs> and find Leia and go help them. They're in trouble. Okay. Imagine that, mate. That'd be crazy. And him going off planet catches the attention of someone, something, and it gains, it, it, it gets the attention of the empire in God. in some form like and a flicker in know. the force you don't know do you it, it could be something like that i'm telling you just that alone those few sentences i th- i feel really open up this show because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm i'm excited for kenobi anyway i was excited for kenobi anyway because we're prequel boys see you, you and mcgregor back. mate i'm excited anyway however as time has gone by and uh, I think this is with talking to you, talking to a few other people. 
Mike Simon for Andor yeah. is going up. <laughs> it's going up and up and up. Yeah. And with Kenobi, I know a lot of people were really worried with Kenobi. And they're, they're even now saying, you know, actually, I think Kenobi's in good hands now. I think they're finally kind of going to land this thing. And it's going to be a, it could be a slam dunk, right? Yes. Now, it could be that, but also it could, it could go quite wrong. Or it could actually be a bit boring. It could there, generally end up being well. a bit boring. We've got to be mindful of our thoughts, Luke, because they may be trolls. Yes, there are also people, though, who who, who, who think that even the um, even the uh, inclusion of Leia is, is too much. You know, a lot of yeah. people, and that, again, that's that's fair dues. But we've got to keep in mind we don't know Leia. She may be the impetus for the story, but may, she may not be in it that much. There's, that, there's also that side yeah. of it. So. We got it, uh, yeah, but I but I hear what they're saying. My biggest issue, my biggest fear, is that it does become a bit overblown or too many people, too many chefs in the kitchen. When in my head, I've always thought it's going to be this um, uh, more introspective series. But then when we realise that our boy Hayden's coming back, yes, then mm. Um, mm. we kind of knew, mate. Okay, it's not going to be quite the old man in a in a hut we thought it was going to be. And now with this casting. It, it widens the net even more because you know, you, you know you're just going to have Leia and Obi not Obi Obi One not going to her aid or or Bail Organa's rescue or whatever it right. might be. So there, there it, there's a lot. I understand why people are saying that it, they're 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 worried about it or they're they're checking out. Fine, that's that's fine. Let's all wait until we see what happens. Firstly, but uh, I am glad to hear that you you're coming around in Andor because I remember. This time, it might have been the beginning of the year when yep. I said, you know, I'm, I'm more excited for Andor, man, than Kenobi. And you almost throttled me through the microphone. I, yeah. You were like, what do you mean? <laughs> I ain't having this. And I was like, well, eek. It's, it's just the era and what we could get out of it is, is filth. Well, and obviously, it, the news that we're getting is, is great. It's really cool. But like with Kenobi, sometimes it just feels too good to be true. I know. When do you Hayden's know what I mean? Like, back, and then, I, little, oh. And I'm an optimist by nature. I'm I'm a pretty optimistic like guy, but it's it's one of those where you're like, mate, what? <clears throat> There's a lot going on here, and yeah, I think to really deliver, it has it does have to be quite special. It does, but anyway, this layer stuff actually gives me a huge confidence boost. It really That's very interesting. It really, really, really does, mate. And this Vivian lass, Vivian Lyra Blair, only, Blyra. only young Lyra. Blyra. Is it Lyra? What did I say? Lyra? No, it's Blyra. Oh, Blyra. <laughs> Sorry. There's a, there's a Bly pun. Come on, son. Sorry. Oi, oi. Another Bly pun. Drink. <laughs> um, no, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And she, she does look like a young princess, lad. She can definitely mm-hmm. pull it off. So, yep. Really, really excited for that, Matty boy. Um, later yep. on into this article that uh, Jordan Mason has, of course, uh, posted to CineLinks, um, he talks about other roles. Now, what other roles are we talking about? He's saying there's going to be a Tuna few characters ham. popping up from Rebels. <laughs> Yeah, and this is this is the this is the sentence. As for other roles, I've heard that we'll be seeing a few characters who initially, initially appeared in Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really vague. Like this, this whole um, this whole article is fleshed out with stuff about specific characters, actors. What what else is going on? This was just kind of 
almost randomly placed in there. Mm -hmm. It does bridge two things, and we'll get on to the next bit soon. But I thought that was pretty interesting. So once again, it's cool to see the Rebels integration, the kind of the acknowledgement of the greater canon, greater canon. Greater good. (laughs) Greater good. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm I'm wondering who it could be. Um, And also, part of me was... A little surprise. I'm I'm, I'm kind of happy to be seeing all of this stuff, Matty Boy, because it's all Dave Filoni-isms, isn't it? Yes. Um, mm. are we, uh, we are not unlike a lot of Star Wars fans who really, really, really enjoy uh, Rebels and love Rebels an awful lot. And it's great. And I've always been excited to see Rebels content show up elsewhere, whether that is in Rogue One for little um, shout-outs and cameos or if someone's name dropped in a book or, or a comic or something, just just a connectivity that spawned from that show. It isn't just its own little thing within the Star Wars universe. It's the, the Star- Lucasfilm know how pivotal that show is and how strong it was. And also in terms of where it falls in the timeline, how, how again, how pivotal and crucial it is. And I like how they're playing off of that. And this Kenobi show is going to be set, I don't know what, for five, six, seven years or so before, the events of Star Wars Rebels. So, people, these whoever these characters are are out there. And of course, the first things you think of are Kanan, Hera, Ezra, Sabine, Zeb. I think we yeah. can rule all of those out now. And I gen- generally think we can rule every single one of those out. Maybe not Hera. Hera is the only one I can imagine we'd see. Oh, um, seriously? I don't think we'll see Kanan because another Jedi in Kenobi makes no sense. Ezra is Ezra's still a um, he's a little boy. He's no older than Leia. Um, Zeb. Yeah. I mean. We might see Zeb in the cantina. Um, I, I think Zeb would look good in live action, actually. Zeb would, oh, it, Zeb could would look, look it, filth. He could look good, but it would be really hard to pull off with the voice, with the... I think it would look better, like you said, like background, because we see some of his race in The Mandalorian, don't we? In the... Uh, I think so. Bill Burr. The Sats, um, yeah, the Sats, not Bill sorry. Burr. What's his name? The comedian guy. What is his name? The Boston Perhaps bloke. Brown? Now, Bill Burr is the is the is the Boston comedian. Oh, he is. He is. Yeah. I was. I, I was, Yeah, that's it. Oh, I must. Uh, anyway, so we see. Off, yeah, we see uh, some of um, some in the background. Sabine yeah. again, maybe, but again, she's going to be still going to be fairly young at this point, and probably still building super weapons for the Empire. So, it, you know, it might be uh, officials or, or obviously soldiers who appeared. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who, who it could be. Other than again, we, wow. we, there are there are more confirmed sources or rumors out, out there about who may appear. But in terms of the main characters of Rebels, uh, I wouldn't. For me, I'd probably caution against getting too excited about that. However, I am always pumped when Star Wars Rebels ties into things because I just hope it gets those people who haven't seen it out there watching it because it really mm. is. I know we say this about Clone Wars, but Rebels really is some of the best Star Wars out there. It is something else. So anyone that turns up, mate, I'm I'm for. But I don't think we're going to see any of the big boys or girls. Hmm. No, I think actually now you've said that, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think we're more likely to see Imperial. Yes. Imperial people. I think so. I think, and I think that, like you said, I think that makes a a lot of sense. I think that kind of takes us to our next point because Uh, what, what, what were we introduced to in Star Wars Rebels? Um, uh, helicopter lightsabers, mate. Helicopter lightsabers. 
we all love them, don't we? They break mm-hmm. canon, but we love them. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, yeah, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe we live in a world where that's canon. I can't well, that, believe and, that. And it, is, it is, you can't argue that one, mate. It's in there. It's not canon. <laughs> I wish it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It's just stupid, isn't it? But <laughs> hey, hey, it's something, di- it's original, let's give it that. Yeah, yeah, it's original. It's original, all right. But um, yeah, helicopter lightsabers. Uh, but who flew those in uh, those bad boy helicopter <laughs> lightsabers? I can't <laughs> believe it, helicopter lightsabers. It was, of course, the Inquisitors. Uh, and yes. in Jordan's article, he goes on to say that Inquisitors are going to be in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, some of it, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd find... It hard to believe that not many people um, in, in listening to this show right now would w- wouldn't know like what an inquisitor is. But just briefly explain what they are, um, Matty Boy, just in case someone's not watched Rebels or can't be bothered to research. The Inquisitorious was basically uh, a crack team of former Jedi who, after the fall of the Jedi, after the purge, were uh, taken in by the Empire, tortured mercilessly until they broke and bent to the Emperor's will, and they now are the Jedi Hunters, led uh, by the Grand Inquisitor, who reports to none other than Darth Vader himself. So they're Jedi Hunters, and they're highly skilled at it, and they're lightsaber wielders. Not force wielders, but lightsaber users. And very much uh, appear in kind of that early-ish Imperial reign, you know, you're, you're, you, 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 there weren't any Inquisitors left that we know of right now in the original trilogy. No. It was very much for hunting Jedi that survived Order 66. And we've most recently seen um, Inquisitors in a few comic books, right? Yeah. But also in more, uh, yeah, um, I don't necessarily want to say that, but yeah, bigger media in, in Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that was um, absolutely amazing. In fact, I think that introduced uh, a a great deal of people to the whole idea of the Inquisitors, which I I think, think again, that's what happens when you have a cohesive canon. And that's, you know, good storytelling. And we didn't see any helicopter lightsabers (laughs) in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, But there we go. Could have been Um, Game of the Year if we did. Yeah. Imagine that. Like, instead of Star Wars Podracer... (laughs) Star Wars lightsaber helicopter. Oh, imagine that Inquisitors or just any Jedi just racing, like yeah, from like one end of the track to the other. But it's a helicopter saber, and you got to knock the other one off. And it'll be like, like that, that mountain. You know that mountain uh, biking video game, uh, like downhill domination. <laughs> like you, you could jump off from the top of a mountain, and you have to helicopter lightsaber your way down to the finish line. You know, hey, listen, I, I've heard EA are desperate to make more Star Wars games, so. We know at least one or two of yous listen, so, you know. There we go. The, the truth is often what we make of it. Ring us up. Ring us up, and we can discuss about lending you that idea. All yeah, right? So it's, 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 it's on us, but make sure you give us some uh, some some credit for it. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the helicopter lightsaber is what gives the Jedi's power. It does certainly binds the galaxy together. Yeah, helicopter lightsaber for life. Um, but, <laughs> right, so who is rumoured... And we've got to say rumoured, but it's almost a confirmation. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. Matty Boy, tell us who might just be the fifth brother Inquisitor oh. in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, the fifth brother was uh, the big 
Markley, Inquisitor from Star Wars Rebels, a very big one, very tall one. Sun Kang is rumoured to be playing the fifth brother. We know he's in it, of course, because he was on the the roll sheet, the cast sheet. Uh, Sun Kang, of course, is Han from the Fast and Furious franchise. He is uh, rumoured to be playing an Inquisitor, almost confirmed, but more so Mm. the fifth brother who was in Star Wars Rebels. Um, Again, no spoilers of Star Wars Rebels, but he's in it. Uh, That is, again, something that Jordan has dropped as something he is saying is you could pretty much take to the bank. It's going to be exciting, mate, if we do get the Inquisitors. The fifth brother, uh, I'm, you know, like sceptical, wary, anxious, excited, intrigued to see how he'll look live action. Because, again, in Rebels, he looks pretty pretty funky, pretty cool. Live action's another, a completely another beast. So how he yeah. looks is going to be something else. However, I am uh, I'm excited by the near confirmation and i don't think it's out of the out of the ordinary out of the blue i don't think this is much of a scoop uh, and i will say that to say that there's going to be inquisitors in kenobi especially after someone called luke bligh went to canary wharf last year but um or this year but i'm i'm excited by this mm-hmm. if sun kang is playing an inquisitor great he's um i'm up for that but what are you thinking mate do you think there's a do you think there's a place for inquisitors you're excited that it's going to be the fifth brother out of all of them well, you've you've already mentioned one of my thoughts. Is that <laughs> I told you guys, didn't I? I told you. Uh, that's what I heard. Is that they were filming with an Inquisitor in mm-hmm. London on um, in in Andor a few months ago. So obviously that's a different production. But again, it's another reason for the for there to be maybe a crossover between the two series. And again, you, you start looking at this and you think maybe that it's not an accident that they're in production at the same time. Um, Dave Filoni is in his new position, right? Cause I, I'm yep. thinking of that too. And I'm thinking, huh, there's a lot of like rebels and animated stuff now coming into the live action. And with Dave kind of overseeing so much in Star Wars, you know, you could, you could easily see him going, would you mind just including this here? And doing that there, and it brings everything together. Um, but on top of that, Sun Kang, you know, I could see him playing an Inquisitor, May Boy. I really yeah. could. Like you said, though, there is a huge difference between animated and live action. Um, we learned that last year when we saw Ahsoka, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yep. Her, and you'll have to forgive me, is it Leku? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. You know what I'm talking about, like the bits that Mondals, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like canonically, they should have been longer. I believe mm-hmm. they should have been longer, um, according to when we last saw her in Rebels. But when push comes to shove on live action, things just look different. It had to look different because otherwise they couldn't they couldn't film it properly. They couldn't. It w- it wasn't going to look good. So they had to change it. And I could I could see this happening if Sun Kang is indeed playing Inquisitor, which, by the way, I think he would do amazing at because I think he can have a real stern vibe about him, almost a mysterious, stern, maybe if he's if he if if he's doing the right thing, almost oh almost scary like vibe to him. Um Mate, we could be in for some for some absolute filth here. Um, mate, I, I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting. What do you think, though? Could it look a bit stupid? Because I'm looking at the fifth brother now on Google Images. 
He's and I look at his I look at his hat, right? <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? His accessory. There I is that, mate. There is I don't that. think it's the mo- I don't think it's the best looking design. Hey, look, you know, you know what Dave Filoni's good at? Changing canon. Yeah, I said it. He, they, 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 can, they, can always, they can always alter it if needs be a little bit. As yeah, long, as it, as, long sure. as it retains a similar look, all we've got to do is say, in seven years, you know, this particular species changed and looked a little bit taller. Because Sun Kang's 5'9", I believe, 5'9". So fairly tall, but not the tallest in the world. The fifth brother, again, to me, smacks of someone who's big, beefy, muscular. He's a, he's a unit. He's mm. a bit of a unit. Mm. Um, could he do it? I think he can do. Uh, I don't see why. I don't see why not. Uh, Sun Kang has done a lot more than just Fast and Furious, and as it turns out, he was in We Can Be Heroes with a certain Vivian Lyra Blair, who is going to potentially be Princess Leia. Uh, really? And also, also, in that was uh, Din Djarin and the Mandalorian was in that show um, film, sorry, as well. So, um, little Star Wars uh, family there on We Can Be Heroes. But he's done. He's done other things. Some good, some bad. But I think he's got the. I think he's got the chops to pull it off. But for me, it's the same issue I have with Thrawn in live action. You've got to make a blue-skinned geezer with red eyes look good in live action. Animation yeah. and uh, artwork is one thing, but same with like Cad Bane as well. I, I want to see my boy Bane, the blue the blue beefcake. But there's always that worry that, oh, what if he doesn't look very good? We've seen Duros in live action, though, so we've got that. Um, for mm. the fifth brother, Sun Kang, no doubt that he can do it. It's all about how they pull it off, how they make it look um and, are, are you uh, trying to say it comes down to something i was just literally going to get to that mate it comes down to execution <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i was first i wanted another i oh, know i was just getting you beat me to it you naughty boy but um yes mate it all comes down it all comes down to the execution mate and how they do it all. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. first and foremost you have to have a good actor behind the prosthetics and makeup. I think Sun Kang can do it. Um, and maybe he can bring something more to that character, which maybe we didn't get to see in, in Rebels. So a lot of the villains, certainly the Inquisitors, they weren't one note by any means in Rebels, but you know, they you know didn't have an awful lot to them or time to develop because this wasn't their story. So maybe I mean, he can add a bit more to the character. I mean, mate boy, he, he is Han from Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, more what, importantly, what? more importantly, I should say, he is Han from... Tokyo Drift. Because let's be oh. honest, that is one of the greatest films of all time. You love so. a bit of Tokyo, do you, mate? Yes. Uh, what? Do you not? No. Do you, not? <laughs> you don't like you don't like <laughs> Tokyo Drift. I have oh, no time for the. F- I watched F nine recently. And, oh no! And was desperate to fling myself from the Lyris Bridge. <laughs> just horrific i don't like the fast and furious films i i liked the earlier ones and i felt like tokyo drift was so random when it came out that that like they were they were following this storyline and then suddenly you've just got like this lad in this american guy moves to tokyo and it just felt so random but i really have a soft spot for tokyo drift and actually sun kang his character han in that and he han stars connection again uh he is one of the best things about that so i hear he is with that have you (laughs) so you say so i hear yeah i uh, have you not oh mate i have i've just tried to just 
bury my head in the sand of all things justice for Han or Fast and Furious or Fa- the only thing about the Fast and Furious franchise I like is the family memes that have just cropped up recently. I oh, live no, for those, lit. but um, other than that, mate, I I can't be. I, I love I love a good big bombastic action film as much as the next guy, but I can't do it. With, I can't do it with the Fast franchise. No, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, Sun Kang as well, he is an absolute legend. Uh, and he recently did an interview, right? And he talks a little bit. It was for Fast and Furious 9, your favorite film. Mm. Um, but he, he talked a little bit about Kenobi in that, right? Yep. He did. And uh, he spoke to Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just getting over the Fast and Furious. I've honestly had flashbacks yep. to yep. just the moment when that car just went over the ravine and I didn't go, oh, honestly. Um, I've not really, seen the latest one, by the way. And I am not, don't. I am not, I thought it was getting, I thought five was ridiculous, but five was also a great place to end it. And then they just were like, no, we're going to make more. And honestly, they're going to get mental. Just lousy. But there are a lot of fans out there of the Fast and Furious franchise. So again, if you if that's your jam, I fully respect that. <laughs> that one, though, I've got to admit, it just isn't for me. However, yes, Sun Kang did sit down with our buddies at Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and one of the uh, things they spoke about, they broached, was the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And have a listen to uh, what Sun Kang had to say. on set is every single crew member you look in their eyes and it's like a kid going i grew up watching star wars like this is my dream to be here like to see one of the you know star wars character a darth vader character you know one of the jedis walk around like no matter how old they are you know it's like guys that do my makeup and stuff mate go on mate mate. hang on what do you think about that mate hang on did he just say when you're sitting in your chair and you see that Darth Vader character. That Darth Vader character. He's no Dom Toretto, I get that, but that Darth Vader character, mate. Is he, is he, are you trying to say that Sun Kang is saying that he's sitting in his chair and Darth Vader walked past? Yeah, that's exactly, that's not what I'm saying. That's what he just said. And I feel like people aren't noticing this much because a lot of people are going, How's Hayden going to appear in this? And there's a few ways he can appear in this. And both may seem a bit obvious. This might seem a bit obvious. But we are getting Darth Vader in the suit. We've, oh. We questioned this, didn't we, Matty Boy? We Many were like, times. To what capacity is Hayden going to be involved? Because I can't imagine him imagine him just being in a suit. Nope. Well, maybe not. Maybe, maybe he's not even going to be the one in the suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a good because if Vader's talking in the suit, you know we're not going to hear Hayden. There's no way we're going to hear Hayden. We're going to hear a Vader voice, right? Is it going to be I, James Earl Jones? That's the other question. Because, well, uh, he's uh, uh, to me. I don't uh, know. Oh, uh, boy, Mufasa is knocking on a bit, but I know. Oh, I know. Uh, whilst we still have James Earl Jones, and please, Lord, let's say we have him for for a lot for a lot longer. Mm. he's vader and i know he sounds croaky and raspy he's old he's, he's going to oh it's got to be john i know we've I got do. some good vader personates but i know the romance the romantist inside me it's not even a word needs it to be james it should, be. It should be but i i hear you because there are there are if i'm being completely honest i'm being unbiased there are lines in rogue one that vader delivers and you're like 
oh, that doesn't quite sound right. Especially when you know Rogue One is a prequel, you know, and you'd think, hang on, surely they can fix that, right? But maybe they can't. Maybe I'm it's sure, maybe sure it's a matter of... If they of- could do Mark Hamill, make him sound like Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, as he did in Return of the Jedi, I think they can add a bit of timber to James Earl Jones's voice, surely. Well, maybe. Have you heard these rumours that apparently like Mark had nothing to do with that Mandalorian finale? I guess we'll find out, right? Yes, uh, mate. They're releasing that uh, gallery uh, episode, however, um, about Vader. And how, I mean, Hayden is holding up. He's hitting the gym. Hayden's getting buff, oh. man. He's growing his hair. He's got the curls. He's looking buffer, which is hard because he's already a buff boy. So is he going to be in the suit? Possibly. Yes, he's he'll certainly be. recreating yeah. his look in the Clone Wars, mate. And I think that goes about... I think we all knew that there were going to be Clone Wars flashbacks. And again... To kind of uh, here's me putting on my big boy hat and my realist hat, practical hat. I I'd loathed to drop that, be loath to say that was a scoop to say we're going to see Clone Wars flashbacks because it's it's almost a given. You know, because that's given. that's that's what Jordan ends the article with, isn't it? He says there's going to be Clone Wars flashbacks. Essentially, uh, I, I think yeah, it, it's not. I, yes, it, hey, look, it's not a confirmed story. We we don't know that. So if somebody's saying it, it's information. It's a rumor, but. I think that's that, that you know it's not really a scoop. That's more of a a very good guesstimate that that's, that's going to happen. And Hayden's looking good, man. So I think we all mm, knew we were going to mm. see him out of costume, out of suit. Sorry, which would then mean it'd have to be some kind of flashback. They may obviously get him in the makeup and have Vader without with his um, helmet and mask on. Obviously, the the fact that Sun Kang, as he alludes to, is sitting in his chair and sees Vader walking past, is he is he sharing scenes? With Darth Vader, do you well, think? I mean, Inquisitorians are led by big boy Darth. Exactly. 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 Why Why would he see that? Why would I mean, he, he could that? just be on set. I mean, he could just be watching a scene. There is also that. Some yeah, actors true. sit behind it's, and watch. It's true. But we know how these productions work. You know, they don't get anyone in. Generally speaking, they don't get anyone in just for the crack. Yeah. And this, is, this isn't the volume. They're not like setting up. They're not doing a set. Uh, oh, no, they are using the volume for... They are using the volume, but at the same time, they may also restrict access to anyone on set, but they may not do. We don't know that. Okay, right. So, I I mean, either way, because he he also says about Jedi, you know, and (laughs) you would... Right? Because you said earlier about, you know, not seeing Kanan, but there's probably... An argument somewhere that you know. Why didn't you just say Obi Wan there? I'm not hmm? saying that that's the Qui-Gon. case. Yeah, right, right. Qui Gon. Oh. This is this is what happens when we get these. And again, one last time, it's all speculation. It's not confirmed. However, it's so much fun. Oh, it's nothing, so much fun. It's harmless because it's not like we're pulling this out of nowhere. Jedi's could just be a, prig- a turn of speech, or it could mean Obi Wan. It could mean Jedi's, as in young Anakin Skywalker in. Revenge of the Sith times, it, or Clone Wars, it could mean a a Qui Gon Jinn appearance, or or it could just be him getting excited and saying Jedi's and just. Did he say Jedi's or Jedi? Jedi's because it. Oh, um, he did it say Jedi because the yeah. plural is still Jedi. It's still Jedi, isn't it? Yeah. Come on, no. Sang. You say you're a fan. You got to know this. Yeah, come on, Sang. Come on, come on, Sang. Come um, on, Sang. Yeah. Do you know what though, mate? I mean, we've got like you said, Hayden getting oiled up, hitting the gym, getting yeah. buffer Vader. Um, Vader's going to be in the suit, Clone Wars flashbacks. This is all stuff that we've discussed, but to have someone come out and saying this stuff, 
it does get me really excited. And now yes. that we know, I'm going back to the layer thing. Now that <laughs> we've had those ideas that, hang on, this could be the excuse that we've almost been looking for, because correct me if I'm wrong, that's the thing. We've been wondering and asking ourselves, you know, how how on earth could Kenobi get off a planet? Yeah. Like what? Because he wouldn't. Well, yeah. actually, actually, now we know this information. Yeah, he could. He yep. really, really could. And the other question That's, was how how does Vader tie into all this other than the fact that he is around at the time? Yes. And I feel like both of those questions have kind of been answered. And I'm and, and now I'm really excited. I was excited anyway, but now I'm thinking, oh my days, this is happening, isn't it? It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Uh, only a Sith deals and absolutes, but I yeah. am properly getting excited. I was always excited for Kenobi, but Andor has been, I'm excited for because of we, we've just got more coming out. But now the possibility of what we could get from Kenobi, there's just as much chance that it'll be naff. Yeah. But, if they, but if it works, man, if they get this right, like the reunion from 2005, which you or I or nobody else thought we'd ever get, mm. you and McGregor, Hayden Christensen back on set as Obi and Anakin, whether it's a Clone Wars flashback, whether it's uh, the, the, the current time in the timeline and canon, we never thought we'd get those two back on screen together. It's happening. We're getting a series about Kenobi. We might get a young layer. We might get Rebels tie-ins. The the chance that the scope yeah. get too big is there because there is only six episodes, as so we're told. So there is a chance that it may be bursting at the seams, but we don't know how any of these are going to play into it. We, we, we've been told we're getting the rematch of the century. There's that as well. If they get this right, man, honestly, mate, I don't I think know. I don't think there's enough. No, um, I, I don't think there's enough of these in the world thank you oh. to cover how excited we're going to be on I, I am i'm on the train mate oh i am there you go. exactly see i am on the train mate i'm excited i'm ready but i am also going to temper it by saying just because we're getting these rumors it doesn't mean they're going to pay off I that know. is the realist in me that has yeah. learned to kind of curb my enthusiasm somewhat just in case i hope for the best but I'll always prepare myself for not disappointment, but it just being very good when I want excellent. But cautious, cautious, dude, cautious. How excited are you, you after seeing all these young Leia, Inquisitors, Rebels, Titans, Vader, Darth Vader? How out of ten? Where where's your excitement level now? We're about a year or so out from watching this. So where eight. are your excitement levels now? Eight, eight, eight. and it's going to rise when that first trailer yeah, hits, eight. my friend. It's oh. gonna it is going to rise and i tell you what makes it <laughs> even more sweet is that at the end of this article that that jordan's done here um he says it's still on track the series is still yep. on track to land on disney plus in spring 2021 maybe even before Andor hits and uh, now I, that I, i've heard that be. Now that I've heard that, huh? What'd you say? I'd imagine it would be in my head. Yeah. Kenobi is going to be spring and Ander would be year October time kind of. Yeah. Special, I, September. Cause October. Kenobi's finished, right? Pretty much. It is. Well, it's, or no, it's, it's in not production it? still. It's not finished yet, but it's, if Andor's going to be 12 episodes or 10, mm. Kenobi is six and they're shooting primarily in the volume post-production time is going to be less because they're going to wrap up uh, principal quicker. So I'd imagine True. that Kenobi will be first. True, true, true. I mean, that makes me even more excited. All of this, all of this information makes me just so happy. 
Um, and kind of my queries, my I'm reluctant to say worries, but mm-hmm. for now I'll just say worries. Yeah. They've kind of been addressed. And we know that, uh, again, our friend Bespin says that, you know, I don't think you guys realize that we're in for like a golden age of Star Wars. He feels yeah. like that. And, you know, after this information, after my my anticipation for Andor going up, the Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian Season 3, like, I'm really excited, Matty Boy. I'm really, really, really excited. And that's without all the other stuff. That's without animation and all, the, all these other things, all these other projects. Yeah. But I think... I, I don't want to labor this point too much, right? So um, uh, let's try and keep this more on the short side. Right now, I want an honest answer from you, mate, boy. Mm-hmm. Do you think any of this is screaming too fan servicey? Feel free to, you know, interpret that however you want. In terms of what we've heard from Jordan... No, mm. because a young Leia, I do believe, could serve a story. Hey, look, everyone's excited for young Luke. Why not young Leia? Answer that. Um, mm-hmm. The Inquisitors, mm-hmm. they are in the story. They are around at this time. They are hunting down rogue Jedi. They, yeah. if, if they're going to be in it, that makes perfect sense. Uh, obviously, you, this isn't what Jordan said, but Vader versus Kenobi, rematch of the century, screams fan service. I'm here for it. Clone Wars flashbacks doesn't scream fan service. It seems like it should fit the story. And I think everybody assumed it would happen. So I don't think from what we've heard today or, or this week, sorry, is mm-hmm. overly fan servicey. But of course it depends how it's all done, how it's all pulled together. So top level. No, I gen- genuinely don't think this is too fan servicey because I think it potentially or most likely will fit the story very well. I don't see anything coming out of left field and thinking, that's really odd. An Inquisitor? It makes sense, mate. What about you? (laughs) No, I feel the same. I And listen, I I was talking to a guy on Twitter about this, I think, and I was saying, well, even if it is fan service, and I think actually from a certain point of view, you know, Hmm. uh, this whole series is fan service, Matt. Like, we're getting Obi-Wan back. We're getting Obi-Wan. Like, what do you think they're doing this for? This isn't... This, well, every this Disney is, Plus series is. It, really? Lando, Ahsoka. Yeah. I mean, come but, on. But what we need to change, I feel, is the kind of perception of the, that term, fan service, because yeah. you get poor fan service, and quite frankly, you get fantastic fan service. Luke Skywalker at the end of The Mandalorian. You know... Some people are asking, was that fan service? We asked our listeners. We did an episode, didn't we? Well, okay, maybe it, maybe it was, but I think it was so incredibly well done mm-hmm. and earned. Look it at the reaction. Earned. The reaction the re- to that scene proves how fan, fan service is, it, it, it fits the story and it excites the fans. That, yeah. is, that, that is like the marriage made in heaven. Well, we watched that like reaction video, didn't we? To like that Luke scene, yes. the Mandalorian oh. round your round your gaff a few weeks ago. We just put it on together, didn't we? While we it were having some so donuts, good. and we were, I, it was just, it really was. It was what? Sorry, <laughs> it was. Oh, I just realised I dropped it. About, I'm just it's just naturally in the vernacular now. <laughs> yeah. It was just in the- so good. Oh, oh well, it it's was. true. We were it's getting types of most, weren't we? Yeah. So if if Star Wars can make me feel like that again, you know, 
mate, I'm here for it. And all of this, all of this news, it's got me even more pumped for Kenobi, man. Andor, yep. Kenobi, the book of Boba Fett. Bring it on, my boy. Come on. This is Star this is Star Wars Town, mate. This is Star Wars Town. And the spice train is about to explode just because from the amount of aromat and Honestly, masala mate. spices on board, you know? To everyone involved in all of those productions, all we can hope for is a good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Jamie Stangroom. You're listening to the Star Wars Session podcast, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Honestly, if we hadn't cracked open the beers already, I think after that we need—I think we need the beers, mm. the shots, and everything after the fun we've just been had. So, so as it happens, we've just pulled up outside our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Ban Tina. Shall we? Oh, let's do it, my boy. Yes, 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 yes. As we do each week, we sit down <laughs> with the greatest listeners in the galaxy, which is all of you lot, and we have a couple of Kef beers, and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So, Kenobi rumours and fan service. What were your thoughts? Well, Matty Boy, we got some brilliant thoughts and some diverse thoughts, actually, mm-hmm. on this one. And to kick us off are some uh, really spicy comments. Uh, Zoe Just Zoe said, I don't know. It would be lovely to see Leia again, for sure. But given the circumstances of A New Hope, I think it's a bit of fan service mm-hmm. however until the show comes out we'll watch its career with great interest <laughs> yes sorry. um yeah very well done a Fish. galaxy fall said princess Leia should not be included but i think inquisitor is the only real villain for the show but i do think you can uh fan service and produce a good story at the same time a mandalorian hasn't let me down so they do a little fingers crossed emoji um wow interesting and vadim vadim simmons the belgian bond the king of belgium sent in this voice message for me those brief cameos like in rogue one are just so good so i'll hope we'll have some of those the only longer lasting return i hope is thanks guys Mate. Sent from a boat on the Mediterranean. Yeah, that's it. Like, <laughs> I love this guy. Straight to the so point. Cool. Love it. So good. <laughs> oh, oh, we love it. We absolutely love it. Nice one, mate. Yeah, brilliant. No, I agree. I agree. That's it. Well done, Vadim. You win. You win. <laughs> you just win everything. Well, like Luke said, a couple of diverse. We're starting off there on the spicier end of things. So let's move on to Maximus Beckham. Well, lad, he said, like the Force, it needs balance and it needs to pay homage to the Kenobi lore with the Legends material that we all know whilst bringing in the new canon also. Wouldn't mind that, mate. Jimmy Adams, a tank, said, sounds like a lot for six episodes. I just wanted a cranky Kenobi sitting in the sand. I'm sure it will be awesome from a certain point of view. Uh, I, too, wouldn't mind that as well, Jimmy. However, I'm open for anything. And Igor Boryevich, well, he sent in this voice message for us. Hello there, my name is Igor. I'm coming from Bosnia and Herzegovina. I'm a big fan uh, of Star Wars since my childhood. Also, I'm the big fan of your podcast. Uh, your podcast is so good. Uh, and about Kenobi, 
I want to be the perfect show with a good story. I want to see that reader and no other more. Also, I want to see Young Luke and I want to hear Qui-Gon Jin. That's all for me. May the force be with you. So good. <laughs> I Igor, say. the man who puts the bars in Bosnia, Herzegovina. Oh. He's a man who knows what he wants as well, mate. But, uh, firstly, Igor, thank you so much for sending it in, mate. Darth Vader, young Luke, Qui-Gon Jin. This is what we say. Is it fan service or is it just something that will make it a damn good show? Right. Right, I think there's a fine line sometimes. Is, but, you know, like like um, who was it who said Mandalorian hasn't let us down so far? A galaxy, yeah, falls a galaxy falls. Right. Okay, yeah. so next, Trina Lieb said, "Why are we even engaging in the fan service discussion, especially especially when they're bringing back McGregor, who is also helping to produce the show? Even questioning whether this fan service is a disrespect to the actor." and title character um and finally jamie garwood said i for one think this is uh the litmus test of disney plus era um mando was lightning in the bottle in terms of exceeding expectations kenobi is a different kettle of fish a beloved iconic star wars character to meet this level of expectation is a true test and one i am looking forward to oh mate what an absolutely filthy comment there, Jamie. And Trina, I, you know, I think we kind of just cool. we we used the fan service thing more of a of a um, kind of a t- it, we know it gets people talking, right? And but yeah, I I, I I get your point. I really do get your point. But yeah, Jamie, again, brilliant comment. As as per usual, we get different types of comments. People pro, people against. I, I mate, it's all good fun, isn't it? That's what we're all about. We we welcome differing opinions. Keep it civil. But we welcome those different opinions mm-hmm, on the show. Mm-hmm. Trina, you're no less uh, right or wrong than Jamie is or than Jimmy is or than a Galaxy Fool or they are no more right or wrong than you are. That is the beauty of a discussion like this. It means something to different people. And until we get Kenobi, this hopefully this time next year, we're all on that speculation train. So we may get none of this. We may get all of it. Luke and myself may release an episode this time next year saying... Kenobi, far too much fan service, and that yeah. who knows? We that's the exciting part of it. So let's all speculate and have a bit of fun. And when the show comes out, let's do a Star Wars fans do and mercilessly dissect it to pieces. Mm-hmm. But thank you mm-hmm. every single one of you for sending in your comments, your voice messages. For those who we didn't get to, thank you so much for sending them in. We love reading them, and we'll endeavour to get your uh, name or voice heard on an, a, a future episode of the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. (laughs) It is the spiciest part of the show. Patreon questions uh may boy we have some filth this mm-hmm. week and to kick us off is our boy the Meadalorian martin mead asks what characters would you hope to see uh, be brought into star wars the high republic and what era do you hope patty jenkins rogue squadron will be set in uh may boy two little cheeky questions there but go on we'll allow it what what what, what are you thinking about that mate 
Meet a lorry and can do as he pleases. Uh, once again, we were so grateful to meet Martin at the Nerd Base Star Wars event a couple of weeks back, and we can't wait for the next opportunity to meet you, Martin. Uh, you're a joy to the fandom. In terms of characters who we'd who I'd hope to be brought into the uh, High Republic, honestly, I don't I don't want characters to be brought in. We've we've seen Yoda, we've seen Uriel Poof from the Phantom Menace brought in, uh, and a few here and there, but. I'm mm-hmm. digging the new selection of characters, so I generally am very boring on that first answer. I want new characters brought into the High Republic. Uh, I want new characters to cling to, to get the feels like I did with The Rising Storm. Go and read the book by Kavan Scott, if you haven't. It's very decent. And listen to my review as well. I hope they bring new characters in who we can then look back on and maybe bring them into uh, another form of canon, like a, a High Republic animated series or mention them in a comic or a book set a couple of hundred years later because they've got that legacy behind them in terms of the era that i hope patty jenkins rogue squadron will be set in um i've got a feeling luke and myself will be the same here i really would like this to be set post rise of skywalker just because it's something new mm-hmm. the ot is we we love we all love the ot i but what are we going to get from a rogue squadron film set in that era yes i know people are shouting at me saying what about the books very good very good selection of books but you're kind of limited i think you can have Mm -hmm. new characters on new missions but post tross you can have completely new characters or some existing on totally new missions with no real ramifications for their actions it doesn't affect canon because there is no canon after the rise of skywalker really so i'd like it to be set after tross um what about you mate have you got any thoughts on the high republic first and then patty jenkins film yes mate um I'll, I'll be honest, uh, Darth Plagueis. I'd love to see ooh, Darth Plagueis, ooh, ooh, ooh. especially in the lead up to the Acolyte. Wow. I, I, right now, uh, it could be my lack of knowledge on the High Republic so far, but I think it's inevitable that, uh, you know, he's going to turn up at some point, surely. It would make sense because of the timeline. It would make sense, right? So let's see. I, I'd say Darth Plagueis, and that would really, that would really like, that would, that would get me really inside. Yeah, I'd shake some things up, but I, I hear what you're saying too about new characters. I think that's really important too. And High Republic is get, getting such a, a a loyal following. People yes. are really enjoying that series, and I think that's great to see. I think that's a great win for Star Wars. Um, in terms of Rogue Squadron, we chatted about this a few, I think now months ago now. Uh, Feels but- like it. Yeah, so we were talking about Rogue Squadron. Likewise, uh, Matty Boy said, you know, would rather it be post-Rise of Skywalker. He's right. Me too. I I think it would be much better to explore a film that was post-Rise of Skywalker. However, I think we actually had some corrections from our boy Burnt about the X-Wing because I was -hmm. was insisting that the X-Wing on on the logo looked like a sequel trilogy era X-Wing. Whereas actually... It's an original trilogy era X-Wing. Um, yep. And yeah, Burnett was able to confirm that for us. And he showed us, he went, I know it from the silhouette, it's easy to kind of think the other one, otherwise. Yeah, T-65, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I hope it's sequel trilogy, Mayboy. But I do think it's going to be original trilogy era. So okay funnily enough more time goes on less i'm excited about rogue squadron i, I won't lie to you 
No, well, I think we just need to get some news about it or some casting or some like, yeah. character concept art to go. I think it's fallen by the way, which is fine because we've still got two and a half years. Let it fall by the wayside for a bit. And let's get excited for Kenobi yeah. and yeah. or Bad Batch Mando, Book of Boba Fett. Oh my gosh, what visions and everything else that's coming yeah, out as well yeah. before that. So I hear you yeah. there, mate. Uh, Martin, what about you though? What do you want to see? Who do you want to see brought into the Empire Republic? When do you think Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron will be set? Same goes for all of you lovely listeners. Let us know your thoughts on Martin's question. And also this one from the King of Wales himself, Luke Summerfield. We get to hear his glorious tones because he's sent in a voice message. And it goes a little something like this. Hey dudes, I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Jokes. My question is, do you think we'll learn more about how Anakin learns how to return from the netherworld of the Force in Kenobi? Surely they can explore this when Qui-Gon and Kenobi finally commune? This could play into the presence I've not felt since. Anyway, catch me on line at one quarter portion. And remember, Palpatine loves a good Star Wars session. So, my friend, will Anakin Skywalker learn how to uh, learn the ways of how to return from the netherworlds of the Force? What are you thinking, man? I'm Another thinking, uh, specifically in Kenobi, I'm thinking no. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because this show is about Kenobi. Yep. R- uh, really? Well, we hope so, yeah. Well, we hope so. Yeah, touche. We hope so. Um, but I think this really is about Kenobi and his, his challenges, you know, the, the, the challenge of looking after Luke, but also Leia, you know, yep. making sure there is a new hope, a future generation of Force users, potential Force users. Um, and that that's the priority. I think it would be easy to get sidetracked by, by Anakin... <sighs> Anakin's story. Anakin's story is the Skywalker saga, really. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think this needs to be all about Kenobi, mate. And that, just because Hayden's in it and we might see Clone Wars flashbacks, that's still because of Kenobi. And we're probably going to see Kenobi's flashbacks. They might end up being Anakin's, but ultimately it's about Kenobi and his relationship with his Padawan, his dealings with you know, heartbreak and, and really just tragedy in the space of a few days. Kenobi's world has completely changed. He's gone yep. from being a Jedi master who sits on the council in Coruscant to being a dude who spends most of his time on a desert looking <laughs> after this family, right? That is, that's a big change. That is a huge change. Yep. So we're going to see... I think, you know, Obi-Wan growing, Obi-Wan's connection with Qui-Gon developing, things like that. That's what I think. And I think it would be maybe too much to see Anakin learning all of that stuff in, in Kenobi. What, what do you think, mate, boy? Uh, no, I think you're right, mate. I think what George Lucas... Uh, George Lucas somehow managed to create this universe like flying on the seat of his pants. Mm. In A New Hope, when, when Vader says, they feel a presence I haven't felt since, and then doesn't say anything, Un- unknowingly and unwittingly, Lucas has now opened a door for that line to mean whatever he wants. Yes, we get the, when I last saw you, uh, you were the master and I was the apprentice, but the I feel a presence line, now could it could mean I feel a presence I haven't felt since, 
we last fought on this planet in the Obi Wan Kenobi series or something. So I think I think that I feel a presence line could take on greater meaning simply because they meet in the Obi Wan Kenobi series, and that will be the last time they met. And then of course that opens up the sandbox of does that take away from the impact of Mustafar? Should that be the last time they met and have that almost twenty year gap? Who knows? Again, it all depends on how they pull it off in mm. Obi Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. However, uh, no, I don't think we will do. I don't think we will. I think Canon's doing a good enough job at the minute of showing that you know there is still good invader whilst also showing as a merciless murderer. Um, so I think I think they're going to leave that to the uh, to the things like the comics to to do more. So uh, would will I rule it out? No, but I think uh, and this is going to and this is the fan service part of me now. And I think the and I think the creators over there know that the fans want to see a certain type of Vader in this series. They saw him in Rogue One. I think they know, and the, we all saw, we all know how we reacted when we saw Vader in Rogue One. Did it match up to A New Hope like 15 hours later? No. <laughs> but did we care when we saw that in Rogue One? No. I think yeah, we may get right. some of that. I think we may get, look, we're going to see Darth Vader taking names, and that's all he's going to be doing in um, Kenobi. Will that please everyone? Probably not. However, I do think that the way they've created or used Vader, sorry, not created, the, the mythos they've added to has made, they, they've made Vader an absolute, just a machine, excuse the pun. He is a merciless machine in canon. And it's not till we get towards the OT a bit more that he starts to, you know, realise maybe there, maybe there's good in him still. Um, so no, uh, Lukey boy, it's a good shout. C- could it happen? Yeah. But I'm not entirely sure it's going to happen this time, mate. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair answer. Mm-hmm. I think both our answers are fair. But I do think, I don't want to understate that Anakin's going to be a big part of this, without a doubt. Without yeah, oh, a doubt. Yeah, of course. Because um, you don't get Hayden back for nothing. No, exactly. And again, that was something that I was concerned with. And this show, the, these rumours have kind of put me at ease a little bit, Matty boy. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so excited. excited. I'm so excited. Uh, right, okay, so so Jonah up next with our last Patreon question says, Hey guys, out of all of the Star Wars movies, which one would you say is your favourite comfort movie? Whenever I'm feeling down, I need that warm, fuzzy feeling, I always put on The Phantom Menace. For some reason, that one never fails to cheer me up can't wait to hear what you boys have to say matty boy what are you saying that comfort star wars film other than all of them this is this is quite a tough one because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at different times i yearn for something different sometimes i really feel like the phantom minute uh, sorry the force awakens excuse me because it takes me back to the time it came out it gives me those fuzzies thinking about what it was like in 2015 and sitting down in the odeon in chelmsford but um, I think for me, out of them all, despite what I've said about the OT and the and my order, Return of the Jedi, I think, is my warm and fuzzy feeling movie, mate, because mainly because of the ending, like this, seeing the heroes together. But and as much as I think Rogue One's the best Star Wars film and Empire is cinematically the greatest, something about putting on Return of the Jedi, mate, it just feels it just feels fun you can sit down and you get action you get comedy you get the you get the tension you get the silliness and you get that wicked wonderful happy ending which was reneged on in the last film so for me return of the jedi is my warm and fuzzy what about you mate yeah okay so right now okay right now it is a toss-up between solo yeah yeah solo and the phantom menace nice. right now 
right now. I think, and because I'm just thinking back to the last kind of like few months, and this probably changes. This answer changes, Jonah, probably every six months, I reckon, um, because you kind of just get in a habit of watching these kind of Star Wars films, I, I, I suppose, especially when you're just really enjoying it. And I have been just thoroughly enjoying the Phantom Menace and, and, and Solo Star Wars story. However, in the grand scheme of things, I'd probably have to say Return of the Jedi or The Force Awakens mm-hmm. between those yep. two. And they're, they're probably the ones that I stick on the most um, throughout the last or, or have stuck on the most uh, throughout the last few years. Um, but Jonah, if I have to be completely honest with you, because I, I, I feel like my answer is a little bit of a disservice, mate, because Jonah, if you knew how often I put on the Mandalorian, like <laughs> is any one I of think them? you'd be some Matt, honestly, honestly, sometimes, and I, and, and it just sometimes suits my schedule a bit better, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. just, Going, yeah, oh yeah, I've got like an hour free, you know, and I don't like to start filming unless I can finish it. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people. It drives my missus crazy, but really? I, I, I like to finish it. So the Mandalorian suits that so much, Jonah. So the real answer I feel is the Mandalorian right now. It is the Mandalorian. Yep. So there you go. You've got like five answers there, Jonah. You've been spoiled, mate. <laughs> classic but, sessions yeah classic classic flipping luke mate that's like that's my me in general in real life too i give people like five answers to stuff uh he, he does brilliant brilliant question there jonah though i love it really really good we've had some great questions this week yeah the filth has been real this week thank you martin luke jonah for your questions this week uh, again we want to hear all of you guys answers to these questions uh, and we are going to be back again next week with a whole batch more patreon questions if you want to join up on our patreon and uh, deliver a question you can check out what we're offering at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions if you don't want to sign up that's great we still enjoy having your ears anyway however we are going to have to bid adieu bid farewell to the band tina again this week bartender Sorry about the mess, but we're going to be back again this time next week in The Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! Oh, game! Yes, it is. <laughs> it's my turn to host. For those new to the show, we always end off with a Star Wars-themed game at the end, and we alternate per week. This week, it's my week to host. Luke, do you want to know what you're playing? Of course, my boy, of course. Right. Well, I want to know what you're playing as well. What I need you to do at any second now is just shout out the word stop for me, mate. Any moment now. Stop. Oh, here we go. Right. Oh, Nice. I've got the quiz what? book out again, mate. The, the quiz book you're looking for has come out. Oh, and I've, no. I've, I've gone stop on a page. So the questions, you've only got five questions okay. to answer. Do you know what questions they're going to... Oh, it's hard as well, this one. It's the hard... Oh, it's the hard up. <laughs> it is, I'll take a picture. It's generally falling on the hard. Do you want to know a film? It's a film you're going to okay. be asking questions about. Yes, go on. Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Oh, no. And I've just said I've been... Right, okay, let's do it, Matty boy. Let's oh, do it. No. So, yep. again, this is totally random because Luke picked it. This is page... Uh, I think what page is 34? No, page 110. So, yep. 
Uh, the tagline could also fit you. We sense much fear in you. So, uh, the first question. Um, oh, I don't, I don't even know this one. I don't think. Okay. Go on. One of the taglines used to promote the film was "One truth, one what? One something. One truth, one something." Um, oh, I don't remember this at all. I've got to be honest, mate. Is it one truth, one chosen one, or one uh, prophecy? Where is the Phantom Menace? This, this is the worst tagline I've ever heard. I don't uh, remember that. I, I don't actually remember. Which one that, did you say? Which one did you go I, for? Sorry, I said, is it um one chosen one or one prophecy? This is the worst tagline ever. Unfortunately, it's not one of those. Uh, the tagline was one truth, one hate. What? It's the, it, one truth. One of the taglines was one truth. Or page one eleven. One hates. Honestly. What was that describing? People's reactions. To yeah, the film I think so. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it must have been like. Honestly, I've never oh heard my that. Days. Frankly, horrific. Yeah, um, that's not great. That's not great. Okay, oh, this is a good one. Um, yeah, go on, a, go on. How's your luck with this one? How many okay. horns does Darth Maul have on his head? Ten. Oh! <laughs> yes, it's ten. How do you I, know that, yeah. you geek? I just knew that. I just knew that one. You feel I knew that. that. Yeah. That is sad, isn't it? That is sad. That's how that you know you're a genuinely geek. Very sad. Oh, my days. Oh, uh, okay, then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is... Uh, okay, Let's. this is one we all know, of course. You may do. What, according to Qui-Gon Jinn... Is the definition of midichlorians? Uh, what are they? They are what word by word, or can I just? Well, we need a verbatim, but uh, we'll see how close you get. Um, midichlorians are a micro. He says something really lame, like a microorganism <laughs> form uh, that <laughs> lame dialogue that are. They're in every all I'm all I'm all I'm doing is leaning towards what Yoda says um, in Empire Strikes Back because it's so much better. Yeah, he says like something about life, right? He says without the midichlorians, life can't exist or something. Um, and he says, and they're like vital for the Force, and they commu- they like they uh, communicate with with people. Uh, I mean, he may have done, but what he actually said—what he actually said was—they are a microscopic life form that resides within all living things. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. Come on, at least half a point. Give him half a point. We'll give him half a point. Surely, surely he's—he does say like something about. He does go. He does waffle on a bit, isn't he? But maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. I I got the form right, so you know that I'm on. Give me a third of a point. I, I could picture in your head. I could picture you picturing the scene. And you if know, anyone listened yeah. to the game two weeks ago when Luke um, he, he had a bit of a tough time in that game because that was tough. We'll, I'll yeah. happily give you half a point, mate, for that one. Um, okay, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. So there you go, mate. Thanks. Um, I'll have half of one of those. You please do. What are the names? Plural. What are the names of the two-headed pod race commentator? Oh, um. Oh, I know these. I know these guys. Oh, yeah. 
His hair fits perfectly in that helmet. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, what are their names? Mate, blank. I, d- I don't know. I'm oh, going to you... kick myself, though, because I think I, I do know them. As well. I Go did on. know, but I wouldn't, if you put me on a spot, I wouldn't have got it straight away. Fode and Bead. B-E-D-E. Oh, yeah. Or Fode yeah. and Bead. I wasn't going to get that. I wasn't going to okay. get that. No. Okay, Penultimate question now, mate. Which Phantom Menace character graced the cover of Rolling Stone magazine? Which was the which was the one character in Phantom Menace that was on Rolling Stone? Um, it's got to be Darth Maul, right? Uh, you find out. An- yeah, I mean, I don't remember because I was super. I think it's either Darth Maul or is it Anakin? Yeah, hang on, is it the Anakin? No, because then it'll be better. Darth Maul. Darth Maul, surely. You're so wrong, mate. It's Jar Jar Binks. Oh my days! Are you joking? Jar Jar Binks, mate. And this is uh, <laughs> this is the last way they got they got our boy Ahmed on there. Uh, okay, fair enough, fair um, enough. All this right. is a bonus question, just to be mean. Uh, what what film finished second behind the Phantom Menace at the 1999 worldwide box office? So, um, do you know this? Uh, I did. I did know this, yes, because it's not. Oh, uh, serious. Seriously, nine was a was a, like a milestone year in film. It was one of the it's the turning. It's widely now regarded as one of the greatest years in film, just for some of the films that came out, some of the technological advances. Um, Nineteen ninety nine. What came like out? Dolby Digital came out in the Phantom Menace. Um, obviously, was Jar like, Jar the Matrix. Wasn't like what they the, were doing. the dinosaurs film also that came out. Jurassic Do you remember Park. that? Like, no, not Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, no, it was um, it was a three D like animated one, and yeah, th- I'm pretty sure walked the earth or something like that. No, it was literally just called Dinosaurs. Oh, was dinos- dinosaur, <laughs> dinosaur. Like yeah, yeah. And it was like, uh, anyway, I'm getting it weren't because it weren't that. Um, or I can only think of um, what came out in '99, like the Mummy. That's well, not a bad. Was show, the mummy? Was things. the mummy 1999 uh, or ninety eight? It was nineteen ninety nine. Our boy Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Okay. Well, you said that's a good guess, so that <laughs> I don't think that is right. Then. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay, when did the Matrix come out? That was two thousand. Right? That was nineteen ninety nine. Okay, maybe the Matrix. I'll go with the Matrix. I don't think I know this one. I'm not a film guy like you, mate, boy. Am I going to kick myself? No. Oh, okay. Go on. What? What? What's the? What's the second biggest? It's actually, the Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis, M Night Shyamalan film. The Sixth Sense. I see dead people and all that was the second highest grossing film in 1999. In a year where we got things like The Mummy, things like The Matrix, uh, things like uh, what else? I want to say ten things I hate about you. Great film, but not the biggest uh, box office smash. American Pie came out that year. Bicentennial Ennial mm. Man. Uh, so many big films. The Fight Club. So many big films came out that year. So the Mummy. <laughs> the Mummy. The Mummy was great. American yeah, Beauty Man. So, so many good films came out that year. But wow. The Sixth Sense was the second biggest behind. Uh, the runaway leader, which was the Phantom Menace. So, mate, you got one and a half out of six there. But some of those were like just stupid questions, stupid hard. I mean, I know they were crazy hard, but no, I, I liked it. I, you know, I love I like a bit of book. Phantom Menace bants, you know. So, Honestly, yeah, this book's great. You've got Liam Neeson, you've got uh, Natalie Portman, books, the st- books quiz, JJ Abrams, monsters, droids, planets. There's so much cool stuff in it. Listen, mate. I'm, I'm just happy. I'm just happy I knew how many horns. Maul had. That's it. 
off um, straight off the bat as well that one that was like that i just knew that general just that classic star wars general knowledge you know well, get that on a t-shirt you got mate. it that's it yeah. if you've got it you got it luke and it's 10 horns well that is that then for number one two and three of star wars sessions 123 it's in the bag but the fun doesn't end there the fun never stops no one's ever really gone where can the world find us master blywalker they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We'll be there. Just search Star Wars Sessions. Drop us a voice note or a message to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, don't forget about that Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. We are on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you will find us there. And if you do love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. We're there. So drop us a review if you've got a spare few minutes. Every five-star review helps the show grow, helps get more listeners in, and it means we get even more wonderful opinions like we've got this week each and every week as well so thank you everyone don't forget about those apple podcast reviews we see you guys listening we see you so drop us a review and make them filthy uh, and please tell all your stars <laughs> friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell jordan mason dm him go on i dare you tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier the castle spicier yeah tell foden bead as well that this is a podcast they're looking for so until next time hopefully on a cooler evening from me see ya oh. and from luke May the force be with you always. Me folding beadly blue kung sang. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. So what I told you was true, from a certain point of view. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>